you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. I almost forgot how to do this. It's <laughs> it's been a second since we've been together and there's so much to talk, but Abby and I reunited. We've had um a break last week along with some vacations that came up for myself. So I am thrilled to be reunited with my boo Abby and Aww. to kind of talk about all the drama that's happened. It's like crazy. I mean, guys, Vanessa went to Italy and like the world fell apart. Um you, I think you're like not allowed to go to Europe for a while. Yeah, no, I mean, I, but you know what though? It worked out to our advantage because when Completely you were asleep, agree. I was awake. And so <laughs> I, I was able to grab, <laughs> we were like on it 24 seven. The moms were on it 24 seven. Yeah, literally. Um, all right, well, let's dive into last night's Vanderpump rules episode. Uh, also just a little programming editorial note. I don't know what we want to call it. Anything not happening while airing, sorry to annoy anyone, will be discussed on Patreon. Uh, when the reunion airs, we'll definitely have it on this podcast. But um, for now, anything happening beyond the cameras will be on Patreon. So um, if you want the unfiltered tea, you're going to have to head over there. But uh, you and I had the same thoughts. I was really proud of James for leaving Boys Night. Yeah, I feel like James and I've seen so many DMs that we've gotten about this. A lot of people are like, wait, what is happening? James is kind of like the voice of reason. He seems a little bit rational. I mean, he's still James, so he's going to lash out <laughs> and, you know, act a fool. But I was proud of him for leaving. He saw Raquel show up, Rachel, excuse me, show up. And he's like, oh, my God, like this is I don't why am I spending a night away from my girlfriend with my ex-girlfriend. And I was like, you know, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) So I was like, good for you for leaving. I completely agree. I'm like, that is setting healthy boundaries for yourself and for your relationship. So I, um, I was very proud of James. I have to like, I agree with you though. I think James like is having quite an evolution. Uh, and I don't know if he'd be having this like full, like we'd all be like agreeing with him as much if it wasn't for Scandaval, but it is what it is. I mean, here we are and I'm agreeing with James and Oh, same. And then watching Rachel and Sandoval, like I, so catching up on all of this while I was out, it is fascinating. Andy said it is going to be interesting watching the show because it does feel like so many different Easter eggs and you're paying attention, reading things a different way. It is wildly fascinating to kind of see this unravel and unfold And our understanding via Sheena's friends is that this 
relationship. And I'm wondering if it's the physical part of this relationship started at boys night. Yeah. I mean, you can kind of like, you could definitely see it. Like Sandoval is not a great actor. Um, There's a reason why his acting career never took off. And like, he seemed a little too excited and he was enjoying the stories a little too much about her, like talking about how she stood up to Lala and also like Schwartz is not a great actor either. Like he's like, it's kind of, it's kind of hot that she stood up to Lala. I'm like, no, you don't think she's hot. You're already living with Joe, you know, like this whole thing is just so ridiculous. Beyond ridiculous. Um, something that's not ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there is Lala getting it from Dawn. She was very open about that. And I'm like, get it, girl. Like she's really feeling herself. <laughs> I, and you know what? There's nothing wrong with a good sex life between two consenting adults. And I, I'm happy for her. I didn't realize she was on such a dry spell. Oh, I mean, I, I know her and either. Rand weren't like, obviously, you know, they, everything happened, but ocean was like, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look, but she was at least like six months old, you know? So I was kind of surprised that she said they hadn't had sex since ocean was conceived, which is bananas. So I'm kind of glad that Dawn kind of gave her a little bit of her groove back, if you will. Yeah. But um, you guys will be either surprised or not surprised to know that they didn't last. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think she was um, looking for that anyway, but yeah. no, no, but apparently once it came public of who, you know, he was, she started getting DMS about his whereabouts. So that wrapped up, but good for her. In the meantime, I'm like, get it girl Two consenting adults having good old sex. Like good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also, I mean, I just, I don't know. I love just like that version of Lala. Like that's who she was when we first met her kind of like rude, I guess for back lack of a better word, but like, I just like how she's so unfiltered and just says whatever she's thinking, um, right or wrong. So I like seeing this side of Lala. Um, I also thought it was very odd that Rachel, knew the invite list for the pool party. Like, like you said, like just these weird Easter eggs. And then we see Sandoval like defend Rachel. It's just, it's like, I wish in a way, like somehow we could erase our brains from Sandoval and go just watch these episodes. Like, would we notice this as much? I don't know if we would. I don't think we would. I really don't. I think that group of friends is so intertwined and I don't, I don't think I would have picked up on it truthfully. Um, yeah, but it was like weird to see that interaction with James and James, like had a little antenna go up when she said that Tom Sandoval told me you're invited and his face was like, huh? Yeah. But, I mean, obviously he didn't look into it much deeper than that, but and you could definitely tell in his facial reaction that he's like, wait a second, that's kind of weird. Like Tom Sandoval's telling me, uh, you're telling me via Tom that I'm invited to this party. Like what? <laughs> that's weird. It's super weird. I, I mean, there's so, just weird. so many things that now looking back, it's like, I, like, I don't know. I, I need to go back and rewatch previous seasons to think like, were there, were there hints at them maybe being attracted to each other, just not acting on it? I mean, uh, the engagement, I feel like people talk yes. about the engagement and him doing that. I think, yeah, I think those two were, I think Rachel is starves for attention. 
And I think Sandoval has a huge ego and she was willing to stroke it. And I think they, he also gave her attention in return. So I don't know. I do think there's some truth to what Jack said too, that, um, Tom likes controlling things. Cause I mean, just even in the interactions with the girls at the pool party, he wants to control everything and like be in the center of everything. And I do think that like, you know, Ariana is a strong woman and I could see some of that too. Like Rachel doesn't necessarily give you that vibe. And so I, I could, I sadly I'm agreeing with Jax. Like this is like, this is the world we're living in people. We are agreeing, agreeing with James <laughs> Kennedy and Jax Taylor. And it is, it's just wild. But wait, Abby, but Rachel's standing up for herself. <laughs> like I'm finding my voice, her voice that takes her like 15 seconds to like, like when Lala is like, okay, say a thought. I know you can do it. I'm like, I mean, she is just standing there, like trying to figure out what words she wants to say. Like there are just, there are just moments where it feels like she's, she's trying either too hard to think of like a good line. That's going to like become a meme or that she's just trying to be something she's not. And I think standing up for herself is not a comfortable thing for her. Oh no, absolutely not. I mean, we saw a case in point, we saw in this episode when she's having a conversation with Lala and they're, and she's going back to Lala and James. It's just so funny again, knowing Scandival, because if Scandival did not happen, I think the last two episodes, I think as viewers, we'd be siding with Rachel on a lot of, Oh, this. for sure. Yeah. But like- you know, she's calling out and making this point about Lala and James all while she is sleeping with Sandoval. Like it's just wild to kind of watch that unfold. And then, then Sandoval like defends her. Yeah. The other thing that's wild to me, and I'm not excusing what Lala and James did. I think it's terrible to cheat on somebody um, and then not tell them to like, I mean, I, I understand her hurt there. Like this happened and she's just now finding out about it, but what she did, like, I mean, she carried on a full relationship and still kind of is like, this is a little different than like a one night stand. Absolutely. And I think with Lala, like, I like Lala. I love her. I think she's opinionated. I do think there's some hypocrisy in her arguments here. Like I think Lala and all of this with Rachel, especially the episode last week um, with the whole mistress thing. I'm like, honey, just own it, honey. Just like Lala, you got to look and say, listen, bitch, I was that girl. I I was you. And it didn't turn out well for me. And I learned yeah. from it. And this is where I'm at. Like, I think that would be received much better than the way she's going about it and be like, don't say that, you know, kind of lashing out. So, um, I don't know. It's just wildly fascinating. I do feel like Lala would have had a tougher time from the viewers had Scandal not happened. Uh, I can, I actually, I mean, there's a lot of people who even felt like at the, um, like Vegas, like Havasu trip that like, it was a mean girl ganging up on Rachel. And I do, I see that. And I think I'd have more sympathy if I didn't know, like you said, everything that happened, like we're just watching this through such different lens and had Scandal not happened. I do think Lala would have been viewed as a mean girl. I think there's times where Katie would have seen like she was jumping in and ganging up on it. And I feel like people would have almost applauded her for trying to stand up for these people, even if she failed. And now we're like, you know, judging her harder, but it is what it is. Like you did a horrible thing and you're going to have to face the music. And I do think this is the thing about Bravo though. Like it's going to be a hard journey 
for Tom Sandoval or Rachel to turn this around. But I do want to remind people there were times where we didn't like PK. Now we love him. We're starting to like James again. People are wanting Jack Stasi and Kristen to come back. And I like agree with that sentiment. So like we, I think part of me is like, all right, I have to remember, like we quickly dislike people in this world. And then like slowly we start to like, we can start to like them again. So I, I, I mean, mean I, yeah, who knows? America loves a comeback. We do. We do. Um, Okay. I'm curious your thoughts on this. I kind of love that Katie's like, I'm not giving up my room. I might not be going to your wedding, but I booked the room. I paid for it. I have a flight there. Like I did what I was supposed to do. Also, I feel like this is a lot of like, just trying to create a storyline. Like you got married, um, not in this country. You got married in the Dominican. I like, pretty sure you would have like made sure all your bridesmaids had reservations at the resort. I was not a bridesmaid and I made a reservation like the second I found out. Like, I think that's just something you do for a destination wedding. Oh, absolutely. It's, you know, there's typically a travel agent that your guests work with. Um, at least that's how it went for me. So it's really interesting to me that this bridesmaid did not have, um, a booking or you would think they would have at least a room block. Because typically yeah. they would block the rooms. Um, and is there another bridesmaid she could have roomed with? Like this whole yeah. um, dilemma. Like I kind of, I kind of get Katie's pettiness. It's like this is not my problem. Like I'm not even invited to your wedding. I'm going. Like I made these plans as a girls' trip, whatever. But I mean, Sheena's grasping for straws, and I about died when they're like, "Okay, what's your price?" Yeah. I would have been like $10,000. Like I would have just said something ridiculous and they'd be like, what? I'm like, well, I'm looking forward to this trip. I also really hated it when Schwartz was like, I'll tell her I'll get back together with her if she gives up the room. Uh, Schwartz, she doesn't want you back. She's the one who asked for the divorce, you dumbass. Like that really, I really hated that. Like acting as if like, oh, I'm such like a prize. And by me even like pretending like I'd take her back, then she'll give up her room. I don't, that to me was like, all right, dude, I can't. And I know you love Schwartzy, but that pissed me off. No, 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 no. Listen, I have been a Schwartz apologist. I will fully own up to that and have always loved him over the years. However, I think watching him this season and seeing him in a different light, especially through the lens of Scandaval, and also just hearing more of Katie's perspective of their relationship, he never owns up to anything. Like he's, he is quick to use the charm to his advantage, but he didn't charm Katie when he needed to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. When it like, I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, it's not going to work. And when he was calling her Bubs or Bubba or like, I think it was Bubs. He's like, Bubs, yeah. Bubs. Like, I would be like, bitch, I'm not your Bubs anymore. Yeah. We're, we're divorced. We're separated. I know there's history there, but no more. I kind of wish for them that they don't even have to share their, like, they still like, exchange their dogs i know i mean i mean i don't want to be insensitive because i love animals too and i had a pet but i'm like can you i don't know can we figure (laughs) out an arrangement yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know that sounds bad i know that sounds bad and i don't know i agree with you insensitive but it just feels like their interactions it's like it just feels like they need like a clean break outside of the show from each other I also, um, it really made me sad. I also like really sympathized with Katie when she said, you know, when we were married, Schwartz never defended me or picked my side. And I thought maybe it was just like, because I'm your wife thing. And she's like, now that I'm not, it's just a Katie thing. Like, it was just like, he never saw her side. And I don't, it just made me sad. Like, I just think about that. 
one thing I will give Schwartz, though, I do like when I think Rachel was going to try to like say it was weird that Katie's mom was there or like say something. And Schwartz was really quick to be like, I love her. Like he was very quick to like not let anything bad be said about Katie's mom. So I do give him credit there. Uh, But that's about all the credit I'm going to give him. Yes. But I mean, I cannot wait. We have no idea. So we know Andy has finished the season. We don't know how many episodes we have left, but honey, Vanderpump is having this resurgence. Um, thanks to Rachel and Sandoval, Sandoval <laughs> really lit a fire and we're all glued in. So more to come. And like Abby said, our Patreon, patreon.com slash real moms of Bravo. will share our take on Jackson, Brittany on watch what happens live, the trailer, the mid season trailer and all the other happenings of Vanderpump rules. All right, let's go into Jersey. I mean, it's like so weird to even like, I feel like sometimes discuss something other than Scandival, but at the same time, I like appreciate like. Now, all of a sudden, like a fight between Teresa and her brother doesn't seem quite as intense and heavy. Like that used to make me so sad and give me so much anxiety. And now I'm like, oh, this is so much lighter than watching Scandaval. But it's just uh, different. Well, it's also something we've been watching over and over again. I will say watching Jersey this week. um, I know we have like a couple notes that we want to talk about the episode, but some of these like fights amongst the women, I, I love Margaret, but some of these fights, I'm like, Margaret, honey, just let the mouse go. <laughs> like, it's kind of just be feeling very like repetitive. And I'm like, we're, we're getting nowhere. We're going in circles. Literally. It just feels yeah. like, I don't know. I'm not into it. Not into it. I, I can agree with you on that. I, um, okay. I'm going to say this too. I, kind of see some of Teresa's points with stuff. I didn't realize that Melissa's mom tweeted all of those things about baptism. And I get like, this was a long time ago. We should probably let this go. But Teresa does like to hold a grudge. And I think, you know, between both Melissa and Teresa, they're holding on to grudges from like when Melissa started dating Joe. So I don't think like, I just think anything that happened in the past is going to be fair game for affecting outcomes in the future. But I also saw her point about, you know, Melissa was mad that her mom wasn't invited, but then Melissa and Joe didn't invite Teresa to their shore house for this weekend. So I was kind of like, all right. Yeah. I like, if you want an olive branch extended, sometimes you have to extend it in return. Absolutely. And I think we can go back and forth with that. I feel like those, you could have a tennis match at the reunion. Well, I invited this and you didn't do this. Like, I think there's instances back and forth, but I want to know your perspective on dirty Louie talking to Donna, um, Melissa's mom and apologizing to her about the wedding and then almost going to invite her to the wedding. Like, what was your take on that? My take is we're dealing with a mastermind manipulator and narcissist. Like this is what he's doing is classic. He's painting himself in a very good light. He's the peacekeeper. He's the nice guy while also still isolating Teresa from everyone. And that I think is his goal. Um, So I think he's doing an incredible job. Um, but I think we have to keep in mind that this is a master manipulator and narcissist. And that's what we're seeing. I mean, Teresa's like afraid to even say, like, won't even say that she was like upset about that. But that was a shit move. It's Teresa's decision if Melissa's mom should be there. If anything, Louis, who just met her like yeah. 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Louis should just stay out of it and be like, hey, Donna, I don't understand the full details of everything, but I'm coming into this without all the history. And I have to support and respect my wife's decisions. End of story. A hundred percent. I also think 
like you said, he's a master manipulator. If you all have been listening to us for a minute, you guys know how we feel about Dirty Louie and that can be its own separate show. <laughs> but I I am with you. I think he did that gesture in in order to come back to Melissa and Joe and say, listen, I invited your mother. That's the kind of man I am. Like, I feel like he does it with not pure intentions. It's, you know, to put it back in someone's face. Oh, for sure. Can we also just jump ahead and talk about how weird it was the clip for next week where he says that, did you know that I wear your dad's pajamas to sleep at night to make your nieces feel safe? It was fucking weird. That is so weird. So Teresa has since commented and said the pajamas are new. I don't give a fuck if they're new or old. That is so weird. It's bizarre. Like, and somebody who's lost a father, like if my husband or if one of my sister's husbands told me like, Hey, I wear your dad's pajamas to make your nieces and nephews feel comfortable in the house. I'd be like, that is creepy as fuck. Like, why are you even like, you didn't even know my dad. Why are you wearing his pajamas? Like, it's very bizarre. Well, also big red would be rolling in his grave. He would send a message somehow. Yeah. I feel like no, and, no is going to like sneak yeah. the hot sauce that he used to take a shot of she in the morning should. somewhere. Like, also, it'd be like, like really weird. Cause my dad was like six, six and like 170 pounds. So like if somebody could actually wear his pajamas, I'd be like, Whoa, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, super, yeah, it's just bizarre. Weird. Okay, this party was also kind of weird. So it was a luau. It was like, it made me laugh because I don't know, maybe I could take some parties a little bit literally if I'm doing a luau. I mean, <laughs> everyone's Hawaiian wear was like, okay, like the jerseyfied version of it. But there was like charcuterie, cannolis, like. <laughs> well, and the then like soft pretzels. I was very confused. The pizza, like what, what are we doing? I don't, I exactly. didn't understand it. I'm like, where's the pork? Where's like pineapples? Like my ties. The like, cigar like, is Cuban. Yes. <laughs> like. Yeah. It, it like, honestly, it would be like to me if Teresa planned a Hawaiian theme and she like, I thought cigars were Hawaiian. I thought Hawaiian pizza was Hawaiian. Like I could just see, like, to me, it was like, do you even understand like Hawaiian culture in the slightest? Like it was very bizarre. It was so bizarre. I mean, to me, it felt more like a frat party. Like this yes. is a fraternity party with grown ass men, hence the initi- initiation of Rachel's husband, um, Fuda, as I lovingly call him. Like to me, it felt like a frat party with as wasted they were getting. Yeah. it. I mean, okay. This is kind of getting into Roni territory where I'm starting to feel a little bit uncomfortable with like the constant like shots, 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 pounding alcohol. I, I knew, I know it's part of the fun with the guys, but it does feel like we're borderline, like dancing into a problem. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit much excessive. I, I'm not quite often. there. I'm not quite there with you, but I do, will say when you have Teresa commenting on it a little bit and being like, Oh my God, like my brother, he's getting everyone like super drunk. Like I get that. And I actually wish that Jackie didn't have a conversation with Jennifer, I know it would be boring TV, but I feel like when people are three sheets to the wind, I yeah. think serious deep combos should be happening. Um, but I mean, I guess that makes some good television here. Um, you have a note about Dolores and Frank. So, well, I, so I just, okay. I, it's making me really sad because I love that Brittany seems very cool comfortable, maybe not in the beginning, but now she is like, she was like, I'm sad Dolores that you didn't stay at, you know, our shore house. Um, 
it makes me, it just like, I, it seems like Frank has found somebody who like is okay with it, comfortable with it and gets it. And I, I just kind of wish that Polly would be the same. Yeah. I'm with you. I think Polly, some of it, I wonder if it has to do with filming or not, but even, I mean, what is he going to be doing at home? Like just chilling. Like, I feel like, I felt like he could have been there and not been drinking or just hung out. Yeah. I feel like Polly is very much his own person and likes to do things on his own terms. So on one hand, I can respect that, but yeah, I think Brittany is cool with them. I also, do you think it would have been weird if she stayed with um, Frank and Brittany? Like she was like, Oh, I, you know, Polly would have been bothered by that. Do you think that would have been weird? I I don't personally, but well, I guess originally she thought Polly was going to be with her and she said that that would be uncomfortable for him. I think when it became just her, I don't think it would be that, that weird. I mean, it I mean, kind of technically is her house a little bit too, isn't it? Or it was at yeah. one point. So yeah, I, I mean, and I understand, I don't know. I just feel like I just, maybe Polly will get there, but I, it made me kind of sad. Yeah, um, Absolutely. But luckily, like everyone has a shore house now, so it did not create any issues. (laughs) Yeah, a hundred percent. And then, you know, towards the end of the episode, Danielle gets activated. She keeps hearing her name being discussed. Um, Apparently, you know, the women are quick to chirp. Rachel and Danielle had a conversation where they call Marge an assassin with information and assassinist. And Rachel tells Marge and then they're talking about it. And then they're also talking about her relationship, um, Danielle's relationship with her brother. And the, she just overhears her name over and over again. And I actually kind of get like where she's coming from. And honestly, like they should have confront, like talked to her um, yeah. if you had an issue with it instead of like openly talking about her where she could hear you. Like I'm surprised she actually didn't confront, but I think she was restraining herself because Danielle looks like she would light someone's ass. I was just going to say, you guys, Danielle will kill a bitch. Um, Like, I think she's, she's not an all bark and no bite. I think she's sometimes a lot of bite and maybe not as much bark. And that's why she was just like, I'm leaving. Cause I, I know I'm going to like get myself in a situation here. I think part of the show is what you say about someone, about a housewife to another housewife is fair game to be repeated. So like, I think Rachel saying something uh, that Danielle said about Margaret to Margaret is kind of like, this is housewives one one It's what you do. However, I think like the talking about the situation with her brother and stuff behind her back. And it seems like it's come up a lot. I, I have a problem with that. I just feel like, yes, there probably are. There's three sides to the story. There is Danielle's there's her, her brothers. And then the truth is probably somewhere in between. But none of these people know her brother. None of them know like the real situation. So I agree. Like if you have questions about it, ask her. Be like, it, it just doesn't seem, it seems weird to me that this is what caused the riff. Like there's got to be more to it. But yeah, I didn't like the talking about her behind her back. I, I really actually like her as a housewife. I think she's going to be good. Me too. I think she's great. And again, like I normally love the Marge, but I'm kind of like, honey, you're losing me in some of this. Like so I'm curious to see how that continues to evolve um, next week. But yeah, Jersey, Jersey's Jersey. I mean, I feel like all of our attention has been on Scandable that, you know, we're kind of glazing over some of these other shows. But, you know, the show is good. We're getting there. And just I feel like it's going to continue to get messy. I will say, like, we keep hearing that, like, something big is going to be revealed in the finale that might change our mind on some things. So um, who knows? I don't know if it's going to be enough to make anybody jump from, like, team Teresa to team Melissa or vice versa, but 
keep hearing that it's going to be an explosive finale, which is very Jersey-esque. So what's uh, your, as of today, early March, which side, or, oh my God, I, I don't even, not early March, March 23rd, as of today, <laughs> this is when we're recording. I don't know when you're listening. Um, who, which side are you on? Um, I'm on team Bravo where I just enjoy the mess. Um, I don't really have a side. I find myself agreeing with Teresa a little bit more, um, right now, because I do think she's coming from a place of like peace and wanting to resolve versus like, I think Joe and Melissa, I think they like enjoy being like the victim and being like, she's wronged us. Look at what she's done wrong. Um, and in the process, like, I think they're kind of doing some shitty stuff, but I don't feel like super strongly like team Teresa. There you go. You are, you're strong team Teresa right now. I I mean, I don't know if strong is the right word. If I'm going to pick a side, I'm picking Teresa's side, just for all the reasons you mentioned. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm the Gorgas are losing me. Um, yeah, the Gorgas are annoying. Honestly, both sides are annoying, but <laughs> after this long ass fight that's been going on for years, I'm starting to see Teresa's side of it all. And I think that's why I'm beginning to side with her because she has to some extent from what we've seen, seen to come to things somewhat calmly and has been trying to extend some sort of olive branch. So I don't know. So I could easily eat my words next next week, but as of today, I am siding with Teresa. Well, I'll tell you what side we're always on. Organifies. Uh, you guys, I have been going through a bit of a hair and nail journey. So postpartum life, you know, you the your luscious locks that you had while pregnant start to fall out. You get the weird little spikes, wings, horns, whatever you want to call them. I also decided while all this was happening, this is a great time to take a break from uh my nip, a nip. Oh my gosh, dip oh my. manicures. <laughs> my nips are still they're good. Don't worry. Um, but so my nails are kind of weak because I did dip for like three, four months. I'm taking a little bit of break. I've got my weird hair going on. So incorporating things like collagen, which is in the Organifi Glow mix, have just been like the perfect solution for me. My nails are coming in stronger. My hair, I feel like is growing in faster than it usually has. Um, and it's not quite as like coarse and like those weird spikes as it was the first two times around. Um, and also just for your overall bone health for women, as we age, we need to be mindful of that. So collagen is just a great thing for your hair, skin, nails, joints. Um, so I highly recommend the glow product from Organifi. It tastes delicious. I like to have it in the afternoons as just sort of a little, I don't know, happy hour, non-alcoholic little fun drink. Um, but if you'd like to try it, go to Organifi.com slash real moms, use code real moms at checkout for 20% off your order. They have other amazing products. I love their protein powder. Um, I love their gold mix. There's just so many great things, but glow really right now has been my favorite. All right. Summer house. God, like it seems like feels like summer house was like forever ago and it was just on Monday. It does. And it's so crazy. So what's wild about the world of Bravo right now is last year we were all like salivating at summer house. Fucking <laughs> loved it. I would have my pitchfork and I was like, and it rules. It's over. Like be done. We don't need another season. And now it feels like Vanderpump has found its footing even before Scandal. I felt like this season, like I'm like, Finally, they seem to kind of get what we're looking for. Things were happening in their lives, like all of that. But Summer House, it just feels off. 
Um, and watching it, I don't know. I'm just kind of like the only thing that brought me joy this week is Karma Brown. <laughs> Bam. I Bam. loved Karma Brown was everything. I loved her outfit. I love, I loved the wig and I just love that she took on a persona. And then when she took it off, she was like, whoo, all right. feels good to be back. It was like, she really just like took it very seriously, but in a fun way. I just really, I loved Karma Brown. I agree that this episode to me, guys, we love hubs. You guys know that. I mean, people have like sent us messages about like your bias is showing when it comes to hubs that we like are hubs apologist. I am on Danielle's side. I think it was really shitty that she said, like, why would I go there? There's like, you know, why would I leave? Um, and just even the whole glimpse into like the conversation about like, I do think Danielle should have voiced more of her concerns with Lindsay first versus going to Paige, but at the same time, Lindsay gets so super defensive. It's really hard to talk about. And like, I feel like Lindsay was like quick to try to throw Danielle on in her relationship under the bus. So I don't know. I think it's, I think I'm going to be on Danielle's side. Where are you I at? I think it all comes down to, I mean, I think we've all had friendships in watching this. We've all had friends who, once they get into a relationship, they disappear and they're fully immersed in that relationship. And your friendship kind of changes a little bit because their priorities have changed. Um, and I feel like that's what we're starting to see. Uh, Danielle's like, wait, what? Like, hang out with me. Like, come out, like, go with me. And it seemed like she was all in. Like, I agree with the girls. Like she seemed all in and then looked at Carl and he's like, no, um, which fine. Like that's your relationship. But I just, I don't know. I think it was kind of strange. I do feel like Paige was extremely messy, messy pots. She was so um, excited. It, this was like yes. her moment. Oh my God. When talking to Lindsay and be like, oh my God, she thinks Danielle thinks things are moving fast and blah, blah, blah. And Danielle was quick to be like, well, yeah, I, I, I do. So I think what we're going to continue to see, I think Danielle's not going to be feeling supported as a friend. And then Lindsay's going to feel like Danielle doesn't support their relationship um, because of the comments she said. And I I guarantee some of these other castmates are going to get in her ear of what, oh, Danielle also said this. Like, it kind of feels like a game of telephone in a way of like passing messages of like, oh, she's been talking about you saying this and like the other way around. Like, that's kind of how I feel like their friendship is starting to like implode. Yes, I completely agree. It's um what did you think of the party? Um, I laughed that Danielle did rate it a 6.5 out of 10. Like I was being Gabby. generous. That was very generous. Decor, three out of 10. Um, just overall preparedness, four out of 10. Um, yeah, it wasn't the best one. I mean, I think she's a newbie and didn't really know how serious they take things. I mean, I think about Lindsay's birthday party and all of like, the vendors and stuff she had set up and all of the like decorations and the special cocktails. And like, it just, it seems like maybe it was a very great theme. And I like, everybody went all in on their outfits. I think she could have done more. I mean, the fact that there wasn't alcohol for a while besides lover boy, like made me laugh. Yeah. It, it just like cracked me up. I'm like, she didn't have food. They're like, well, I guess we're going to get pizza. Like it just kind of made me laugh that they like let Gabby fail. Like no one was like, Hey, how about this? Like they kind of let her do her thing, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, and then 
Paige and Sierra surprise us by being responsible adults and surprising Amanda with a birthday brunch. I, okay. Keep in mind, like these are people who usually are sleep through the entire cleaning. I thought that was like the ultimate gift. When you think of like people's love languages, like this was the ultimate act of service. Woke up early, went and got all the stuff, had the brunch set up, like cleaned it up. Like, I just feel like this was a really sweet thing. And Amanda like seemed so excited. She said this was like the best way she would have wanted to celebrate her birthday. So I, I thought it was just like the best gift, honestly, too, for me, like that would be like my dream to like wake up and like, everybody's like, everything's there. We don't have to like go wait in line or like, you know, try to get in at like a reservation somewhere and just chill and have brunch with your buds. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was really sweet. And Amanda seemed to appreciate it. Um, next week, we're going to see more between Amanda and Lindsay. I mean, I feel like those two just need to call a spade of spade and just be like, we don't like each other, <laughs> but we're going to see that continue to implode. Um, before we wrap up Summer House, I just want to know quickly, because a lot of people have asked us this in DMs and just want to get your thoughts. What do you think could make the show better? Like what, what would you tweak for next season? I think we need two separate shows. I think we need, like you and I have talked about this. We need the city and then we need summer house. And I think, I'm sorry, Kyle, you're getting a little old for summer house. I really think like Paige, Sierra, Amanda, Kyle, I don't know how you work in Lindsay and Carl is the thing because there's just like such a clear divide there. But like Danielle, I'm more interested in like their day-to-day life and like just them as friends. I don't necessarily need to see the parties as much. And then I think you have like the younger single people tr- like they're trying to like have their fun and meet cute guys. And yeah, I think that's, that's where I am with it. Where 100%. are you? Cosign. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm like, you guys, they need to like grow up a little bit. They can do a cast trip. It's kind of like Shaw's like a co-ed cast that operates like Shaw's in a way, but in New York, you in, you know, intervene in their everyday lives. They have events and parties to go to around New York. And then their cast trip could go back to the Hamptons, Hamptons, excuse me, and relive the glory days. And then the young, young folk like Samantha, um, Gabby, Sierra, even Sierra, like Paige, even like, I think fit in still more with summer house. I can see that. Yeah. I just, so, we need a switch. We need to like, a like we need a little spinoff and like a separation. That's where I'm at. A hundred percent. Who is your shout out this week? Okay. I'm going to go a little bit more like, I don't want to like say serious, but um, I want to give my shout out to all of the parents um, of children with particularly down syndrome being that um, down uh, national down syndrome day was this week, but really just like anybody with a child who just requires like additional help, special needs on the spectrum, rare disease. Uh, I think oftentimes people are like, Oh, I don't know how you do it. Or you're a superhero. And it's like, like we say things like that instead of like maybe trying to offer to help or like trying to think of solutions. But I just want those parents to know, like the fact that like you spend so much time, it is a full-time job managing your child's care, advocating for them, trying to find ways to like inclusive, like playgrounds and classrooms and like making all of it work. I'm sure sometimes it feels almost like a thankless job. Um, I shouldn't say thankless because you're doing it for your child, but like people might not notice it. So you are noticing scene. And so I want to give a shout out to all of those parents. 
what is oh, your shout out? Wow. Mine feels like so frivolous compared to that, but, um, so I'm going to give you the frivolous one. I'm going to give my shout out to Candace Dillard Bassett. I've been tickled by her involvement into Scandival. She like all of a sudden realized like what it meant and the hype around it. And she is in it. So I just find it's fun as a Bravo viewer to see other Bravo lebs kind of get into the action and the drama. So I'm going to give my shout out to her. Also, Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3 has premiered and she's on it along with Portia. Another mini shout out to her. She's finally back. Um, I've watched, I'm about like an episode and a half in, so it's great. Um, and we'll talk more about it on Patreon, but thank you guys so much as always to support us. We are getting so close to 700 reviews. So please, 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 you do your part, right? So leave us a five-star rating or written review. We really appreciate the support. We're two, um, working moms to do this on the side on top of our 40 hour a week jobs and being parents and all the things. So your support keeps us motivated. So please, please take a moment and just give us some love. And then if you want to support us monetarily, um, check out Patreon, patreon.com slash real mom, skip Starbucks and join. And we kiki and talk. Um, we have a good time. So and we talk things all pop culture. So if you want to know our thoughts about Jackson, Brittany and watch what happens live, you'll find out on Patreon. So with that, we will catch you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will, but we're not gonna let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.